Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we talk about any form of media that tells stories, usually movies and TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Tommy. For this episode, we are going to be talking about the movie uh, Rough Night. <laughs> although, uh, although if you stick around in the after credits, we're also going to be talking about the movie uh, The Book of Henry. It's kind of a two for one. And I'm going to call this podcast... Hey, when does Star, uh, when does uh, Spider Man open? When does that open? When does Baby Driver open? And when does uh, Big Sick open? Because I am, I don't want to go to movies after after we've had two bad weeks of, of movies. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, the difference there is that although I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now, spoil it. But uh, uh, me and Jamming has a same opinion about Rough Night. The book mm-hmm. on Harry, however, I actually liked it more than he did. I'm but go- we'll get to that sure. after the credits. So here we go. Rough Night. Rough Night is being touted as pretty much like a lot of people are saying. Oh, it's the hangover with, 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 with females. The difference, though, is that it doesn't really follow the hangover plot mm-hmm. line, so that's actually a very bad comparison. Mm-hmm. It's probably more comparable to uh, Very Bad Things mm-hmm. and uh, Weekend of Bernie's. Mm-hmm. And it's also not funny, which is also different from, <laughs> from the hangover. Exactly. See what I'm saying? <laughs> and other comedies in general. Because, again, I don't, it's just not very funny. I mean, it's, certain comedies are e- very easy to judge. And you, it's just a, a, a joke per minute ratio, you know right. what I mean? And it, it just doesn't, it does, I had like maybe five chuckles. To be That's fair, it. it does have jokes per minute, but the jokes weren't not that funny. Yeah, they have to land. <laughs> yeah, they have to land, you know what I mean? Punches punch all the time, you know what I mean? Boxers punch all the time, but they count the ones that hit, you know what I mean? The ones that land, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, it's to me, it's uh, it's not so much the actresses or the actors' No, I, I thought the actresses were fine. I thought they gave it their all. I thought they what, gave it their all. It's except for Scarlett Johansson. I thought she seemed to be the most miscast out of all of them. Really? I thought I she really was fine. I think so, yeah. I dig her. I, but I will say this, because I, I was so bored on, by the movie, I was like, man, I wish a Black Widow would come to show up. You know, she, she just played Black Widow at some point. Boy, I wish Captain America would show up at some point. I was just, I was just so bored by it. You know what I mean? Because I gave it a go, though. After I, I liked the first five minutes of it. Did you? Yeah, I, I did. I really <laughs> did. I, I really did. Hey, man, I like it when ch- uh, chicks pee on the floor, man. I like those, that, that, that type of humor and stuff like that. I gave it a good go. But to about, be fair, that was a funny sight. Yeah, exactly. So, and then she flicks them off. I know. Exactly. <laughs> and then, but like about 30, 40 minutes into it, I just, I just kind of gave up on it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just not very funny. You wait till 40? I think as soon as they went to present day, I was like, this isn't the movie I expected it to be. <laughs> well, I'm a better man than you. I don't give up, man. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, it's one of those movies that's just trapped in no man's land in the sense that the raunchy stuff. No man's land, he said. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that no man's land where it's not raunchy enough to be super raunchy, you know what I mean? And then, but it's not clever enough to be really clever. You right. know what I mean? So it's it's just in between. It's just nowhere. It's just like nowhere. No man's land. You know what I mean? It it's, really does feel like they wanted to just be outrageous and didn't just say like it's outrageous. That's funny, right? Mm-hmm. That seems to be the impression I got. Yeah. And not it's enough. Just, no, it's just none of the l- jokes land hard enough. Or they, you know what I mean? It, it, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll give you uh, several. There's several examples towards uh, the. Third act, the beginning of the third act of the movie, and at the conclusion, where there are these jokes where they they kind of like uh, do callbacks, you know right. what I mean? And then the thing is, you don't really care, you don't you don't remember them as jokes to begin with, so they didn't make that much yeah. of an impression. They're, they're mostly you. like a writing thing as opposed to a joke thing. Yeah, there's a there's a whole there's a bit where they talked about her waxing her leg and stuff like that, right? And they kind of call back to it like once or twice, and right. at the end, and the payoff but, is. Oh, oh wait, he she put oh she storms off at one point, no. and also she also puts the wax on the guy's. That's face. That's the something. payoff. Yeah, exactly. It's just like and then the payoff with a tampon joke. 
yeah. was a plot thing again. Yeah. Like, like oh, by the way, they're actually the bad guys. Yeah, which is, which is that 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 part I don't I don't mind that much because that's not really a joke. No, but the thing though, it's not really a joke. Yeah, there's no the pay the payoffs weren't jokes for those things. And another one is like there was a, a there was a party I guess they were supposed to go to at the beginning of the bachelorette party and so yeah, like that. I saw that but too. the phone party. I saw that coming. Too. And I was like, like what? what <laughs> like, who? should we give our tickets away? Oh, I wonder why they're mentioning that. Yeah, who? <laughs> Why would that be funny to anybody? Why would that? It's not funny. It's, it's just a, it's a just plot a, thing. Yeah, it's not. There's nothing humorous about it. It's like they had oh. a wedding and a phone party. Ooh, oh how is that it's funny? Like, no, it's like no. But Jamie, no. it's outrageous. It's not, it's not outrageous. A wedding and a phone party. No, and also the they, not only that, but where's the phone party? Yeah, it wasn't that much fun. There was not much fun. And then the, they kind of repeat jokes too, and then they just they just they just seem like I mean it was it wasn't that funny once, but then it wasn't definitely funny the second time. Uh, the example I would use is like the 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 bachelor party and stuff like that. They do a thing where oh the bachelor party instead of the outrageous guys and yeah. the outrageous thing they things. subverted expectations. Yeah, and so you get that once. Okay, you do that once, you get a chuckle, did and they they do it again. Did you, you find know? it funny? The first time, yeah, a couple really? times. I did. And also, as, as soon as they did that, I go, oh, look at them. They're subverting expectations. Yeah. Big surprise Yeah, but the second, second time they did it, not, not very funny. And also, I like uh, Eric Andre. He, I, thought he was, I thought he was pretty funny and stuff like that. He had like, a small part in it. But anyway, it's just like, uh, no, it just doesn't work. Man. Not only that, but, but stepping off in the bachelor party, the, the main guy, the mm-hmm. uh, Paul W. Downs or whatever, yeah. his whole subplot about that astronaut was so obnoxious. Yeah. I did not like the subplot at all. Yeah, and also, it's been a few years since that event happened. Oh, by the way, he's the uh, co-writer of the movie. Oh, is he really? Yes, he is. So he's married to the the writer and director, right? I, yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, is, are they married? They're supposed to be married? I think so. I think they're like a... Okay, I don't know I if he's the co-writer. Yeah, because I think him and the, uh, the writer-director, the co-writer-director, is uh, does Broad City, I guess. Right. So anyway, I just no. No is what I'm saying. No to that whole... Uh, ast- oh, my point was that whole, that whole uh, sad astronaut thing. It's been, it's been a few years since that happened. I don't know if that many people even remember it or know <laughs> yeah. about it. That oh, that they take they took like a five minute. It, it was kind of it. funny though because when they mentioned that, I was like, "Wait, this sounds like a true story." Yeah. Like, oh, they are talking about the true story. Yeah, and also uh, there's another example where you know what? If you want to go there, why don't you just make it raunchy? Make show scenes of him, pe- you know, show the diaper, show pooping in the diaper. Just go take that extra. You know, it's go probably there. a rated art. I think it is rated it R. It is right? rated R. They probably is. like an unrated version where they did that. I mean, I mean, just the fact that they went with the whole scene where he hugs his friend and it's like, "Oh, you're peeing, aren't you?" I mean, that's kind of like forced. Yeah. Like, who would do that in real life? Who and would go around with just di- man diapers without pants? And also, if that's not really pushing the envelope, that's not really pushing anything—a hug and you hear the guy peeing. Not that big a deal, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you really want to push it, like I said, make him poop in a diaper, make him throw the uh, the poop out the window, do yeah. something do really outrageous. Do a scene outrageous. where he's changing himself. Yeah. Do a scene where he's tossing putting powder on himself. Oh yeah, that's that's like a that. good bit. You know what I mean? He's yeah. changing his diaper, but he's peeing in his face or something. What's up? <laughs> just do something. Something. It's like come on, it's just everything was just sort of flat. Just sort yeah. Of it's very sophomoric. Yeah. It's just like oh, he gets pulled over and he look at him. It's embarrassing because he's in man he's in man diapers and yeah. he has all this Red Bull and whatnot in the back seat. It's, stop. Stop it. With and this. then he does a gymnastic move. Like where does that come from? Yeah. Who? I mean, 
I just, ugh, it's just like, oh. And also another thing is the whole, uh, the that's so uh, the whole uh, story of Charlie Johansson and her best friend, like break, uh, you know, you've seen that a million times. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? I want to follow it too much because it's, it is a plot trope that we've seen in a lot of things. But the thing is, the one thing that they kind of did unique was have two of the main characters be uh, bisexual and, right. and, and lovers. Why don't you just move, you know, if you really want to be progressive and do something really interesting, why don't you move that subplot to the main plot? Why don't you just make the two lead characters? Yeah, make them the leads. Yeah. And make, I, I found them more interesting than the yeah, other two. At least make, because that would be at least a dynamic you haven't seen before. Right. You know what I mean? As far as lead characters, you know what I mean? That would be interesting at least. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Should we mention Demi Moore and uh, the guy from uh, Modern Family? Yes, please. It's kind of kind of throwaway. Yeah, it seemed like they were just doing they were doing that plot line just because they want a scene yeah. where she has to be forced to have sex with a them. Three, three, Which yeah. in the same thing, don't you find it kind of disturbing? Yeah, and all, <laughs> also your friends are watching watching you have sex and stuff like that. It's kind of weird, isn't it? And stuff like that. Right. I didn't find those them. I mean, if I had to fa- fault uh, actors, I would say these two may have not carried their own way because I don't think they. They were creepy enough. I don't think they were sexy enough. You know, they just... You mean the, the, the Demi Moore? Yeah, and Demi the, Moore. And yeah. what's his name? And okay. it seemed like Demi Moore really wasn't on camera very often for some reason. I just, it seemed like she was high. Yeah, right? You got that vibe too, right? Yeah. It seems something's a little bit off of her and stuff like that. Well, she hasn't acted for in years, right? And she looks really super skinny and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. She, she didn't look healthy. For, that's my impression. I think impression. she looked like her age. Oh really? She still know. looks pretty good for her age. No, she didn't look healthy as far as her skin. Or, or she looks really skinny. All right, saying. fair enough. I got no opinion there. I just okay. got a weird vibe off her. And also, there's, a, there's so many things wrong with the movie. And just like another weird thing was like the the lady from SNL. For some reason, she decided, to, "Oh, I need to be out out of this movie for like 20 minutes for some reason. I'm gonna go take a nap on the beach." While you guys take care of this dead body and stuff like that, do you remember that part? I do. I think. I think the reason why they did it was because they wanted a punchline where she's like, "I had this bad dream that we killed somebody." Just for that. Yeah, but that's just for that. That's not a very good joke, though. That's not a very not good a, joke. Not only that, but they probably figured out. Well, they have a smart car because you know, look, look at us. We have a smart car. That's funny, right? And they realize, oh, we can't put five people, in, uh, six people in the smart car. We gotta remove one person. Just how should we do it? Oh yeah, let's let's let him go to sleep. Just get a bigger car and stuff like that. And also, I but mean, it's funnier, John Mayer, in funny. a smart car. If your joke is, if your humor is <laughs> depending on the size of a car, you're in big trouble. And also, I don't even know. I maybe I wasn't. I think I stopped paying attention. I don't know what the point was. Of, they're gonna take the the body in the smart car, dumping the swamp for the allig- alligators to eat. Right, and then was that the plan? What, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you Was that the Because I, I was I was I was flashing back Into the trailer Where you got to see him Going through like Like a New Orleans Not New Orleans But like a party street Remember mm-hmm. He's The guy The dead body's hand Was getting Like high fives While they, while they were driving back Oh so that And that wasn't in the movie Yeah That was so that whole, the trailer So there was something That happened after The car broke Right You know what I mean So I really hope Based on the trailer That they were gonna go The Wicked and Bernie plan And yeah. have some kind of Like hijinks happening While they're out and about With a dead body So but they never went there Yeah there's a big Edit there, then. Then they just gave up on that idea, right? So right. they they, ca- they crashed the car after a speed bump. Yeah, body came out and they just gave up and went home. They went back home. Yes, yeah, <laughs> big giant okay. edit. Oh my god! <laughs> like, what was the point of that? What was the point of all this? <laughs> but clearly, it was in some kind of like a uh, deleted scene or whatever. Yeah, but it's just like I said, it's just. Oh, I and also oh, one more point I want to point out is like sometimes people sh- and deservedly some people shit on these big blockbuster twenty uh twenty million dollar movies. Oh, they have no soul. They have you know what I mean. They're they're all kind of like uh, created by these by committee and student interference. This movie was like a twenty million dollar movie, so they, the people right. who made it had complete creative control. I right. sense you know what I mean. The jokes that they wanted, the people they wanted to cast, female director too, female director, and all that stuff. I believe the cast, not the cast, the uh, the the film. 
what do they call them? The mm. film crew. Right. Wasn't it like predominantly female too? Was what they were trying yes. to go for? Yeah, let's just okay. say yes. Because it fits into my narrative. It's a little bit <laughs> okay, into my narrative. Go ahead, go ahead. A little bit into my, but, but actually my larger point is like, just because a movie is sort of like small budget independent doesn't automatically make it good. You Correct. know what I mean? It's just a movie at the end of the day has to do movie things. You know what I mean? It has to, be funny, he has to tell a good story, he has to have characters you believe in. That's another thing too. All, all jokes aside, I and mean, when you when you put jokes aside as far as like a movie like Hangover, you still care about those characters, you know what I mean? And the comics are I wouldn't use Hangover as an example. Really? You don't care about the characters in Hangover? Honestly, I thought Hangover was just okay. I really like the characters. Fair, a lot of people do. Okay, right. a lot of people do. I'm in the minority who think the Hangover cast oh. were like, eh, kind of obnoxious. Oh, you're a horrible person. Man. You're a horrible <laughs> person, man. Let's just, let's, it leads me to the next point. Okay, yeah, okay, if you're shouting at the radio going like, like, oh, but comedy is subjective, guys. We found it funny. Fine. You found it funny, but on our point of view, we did not find it funny at all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, from the reaction I got from my audience, I, the ones that, the people I watched it with, I would say maybe, maybe a fourth of the people actually enjoyed it. The rest were kind of like, eh. Yeah. I think there was, a, there was many moments that I would call it where I was just kind of like, oh, that's a joke. Oh, that's a joke. I was acknowledging that they were having jokes, but nothing really made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I think was actually funny was the credit sequence where she was having that song. Uh, I, I already left. Why you would already I, left? Why would I watch credit sequence? Wait, wait, wait. So you didn't even see the after credits? What, what was the after credits? I left. We, we took off as fast as possible. In the after credits, mm-hmm. uh, Jillian Bell reaches for the, uh, the, the, the penis-shaped spaghetti. Okay. And in that box was the diamonds. Oh, okay. That's where the diamonds went. Okay. Honestly, I didn't care that much about this. Yeah. And she ate it? <laughs> Very good guess. She saw it, she picks one up, and then she eats one with one diamond. Okay. Like, why would you even eat one diamond? Yeah. Well. That doesn't make sense at all. But the credit sequence where, where uh, not Kristen Wiig, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson? No, SNL chick. Oh, <laughs> SNL chick. How dare you be sexist? Kate McKinnon. <laughs> Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so remember how earlier she's like, Oh, uh, my dream is to be a singer-songwriter, and blah 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 blah. Right. Sure. So in the credit sequence was the uh, was the wedding reception. Sure. Okay. I think it was wedding reception. Yeah, and and she sang a song about about their them being like friends kind of thing. Oh, okay. But she her song talked about like we killed the guy, we killed the oh, guy, so she, that kind of thing. So it gave away. I mean, it's just a recap of uh, what what they did that night. Pretty much. Basically, yeah. it's supposed to be ironic because this is a song about friendship, but they talk, she's talking about killing a person. Oh, okay. Oh. So I thought that was kind of kind of funny actually, but I think that was just because of her SNL background that actually oh, made it work. That's fantastic. You said, did you, you even like her Australian stuff? I don't know why they made her Australian. So I didn't. I think just because of the Kiwi joke. It's just it's just nonsense. This this is what we've been telling like like how some writers they make a mistake of trying to hit. Uh, a punchline be- before actually establishing the how to properly get to that punchline. Yeah, exactly. like just because you want a, a punchline doesn't mean that you have to do it if it's not funny. Yeah, and this movie has a lot of that. It has a lot of like, well, we have to have this scene. Well, we have to have this joke. You know, mm-hmm. just because they want to get to that point doesn't mean they should do it. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, admittedly, once again, uh, laying, down, laying down the breadcrumbs from the movie, they had they had the TV stuck in the news, mm-hmm. which worked to their benefit because later on they can say, oh look, they have they have yeah, the exposition. Yeah. So they they did think things through. In those regards. Oh, they thought things through. Why did Why did the burglar go up to their uh, their the house and just ring the doorbell? Just well, they randomly? explained that he they, he he wanted to he wanted to hide out. He wanted to hide out. Oh, so you're a criminal. So the best way to hide out is just knocking on somebody's door. And that's like what that. he was gonna do. That's what he was gonna do. That's the plan. That's the plan. That was the plan. That's how, that's how that's how. That I'm works. not gonna question it because you know that happens in real life. If people try to hide out, they either by go knocking to a house. the doorbell. 
Well, the thing is, though, they want to be try to be inconspicuous by knocking on the doorbell. Is what you're saying? Well, that's what, that's what some crooks do. They don't. They ring the doorbell, and if, if you answer, they they uh, they go in, and then they do a, like a house arrest kind of thing, or whatever house. Uh, what do you call that? Mm-hmm. Hostage kind of situation. Or did, if did, nobody rings, they break into the house. Did he? Did he do? Did he do that? Did he? Once, no. he wasn't invited in. Besides, when he when he first showed up, I, I was like, like, okay, why does he look suspicious? Why does he look? Why is he acting suspicious? Yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh, he's not the stripper. Yeah. And sure enough, he was not the stripper. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. You knock on the doorbell, you're running away from the law and stuff. What you do is like you knock on the doorbell. If nobody's there, you kind of you break in. So you That's what I just said. Yeah, but the thing is, if somebody's there, what you don't do is go in and say hello and start stripping for them. That doesn't make any sense. What, well, what the thing is, though, he found an opportunity to be inconspicuous and the ladies kind of yeah. gave him the offer. <laughs> Nothing says inconspicuous like six witnesses. You know what I mean? Just like, you will just run up. Oh, never mind. Okay, go ahead. All right. What's, what's you're, your, you're actually questioning their logic here. I'm questioning the, this the, this whole movie. It's just dumb. It doesn't think it's, it doesn't think anything through and stuff like that. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's just yeah. everything. Like I said, the j- jokes were flat. The, the acting's kind of it's it's fine. I mean, the actors did what they could. The directing was kind of flat too. It's just like oh, it was just it was just boring. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that Rotten Tomatoes score is is, as, is where it is. I think it's like fifty something. Like half half the people actually gave it. Favorable review. Well, I think that goes. That speaks to the fact that like humor is 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 subjective. It's subjective, it's subjective yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is, the, the the trolling argument would be like, oh, you're cutting them a break because it's a female cast. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's the other argument. And then consider that we made we had an episode in Stuff and Junk Show about about the men's right activists. Well, that's kind of. I, I don't really I don't really want to call well, this out. I don't. That's kind of condescending. Yeah. I think a good movie is a good movie. Bad movie is a bad movie. Exactly. Regardless. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's a female cast, female director. It, it just wasn't good. Sorry. Yeah. It just wasn't. It's fine. You know. It, it, it just actually, it speaks to the fact that, you know, women should be allowed to make mediocre movies as well. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct. And if you're going to call out, like, if you're going to call out what our comedic tastes are, uh, let's name some of the funny movies that came out this year. Uh, I'll start off. Uh, Lego Batman. Yeah. So- would you put it as one of the top ten movies of our of our podcast history? <laughs> I think I would. Javi. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and my favorite comedy of this year, of course, Get Out. Oh, nothing like nothing. Else no, no, says, come on, serious what, answer. What? Serious answer. Serious answer. Honestly, I can't remember. What was like, Guardians what was of the Galaxy Volume Two? That's a funny movie. Yeah, it's funny, but I would say it's a comedy. It's it's a how sci- to be a Latin lover. Funny movie. I haven't seen that. Why would I see that? Okay, what else? Keep keep going. What else you got? Let's see. That's it. You've <laughs> got Logan. Logan's hysterical, man. <laughs> Logan's a good time, man. Uh, I found Baywatch to be funnier than this. I haven't seen Baywatch. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Um, okay, but anyways, there we go. There's, there's, you can have a taste of what I like in terms of comedy, and this was not it. <laughs> there you go. Well. Yeah. All right. And at that point, uh, thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at albert5x5, and you can also find me on my other podcast and stuff in Junk Show. Which this week uh, I have a guest aboard from uh, the Real Concert King. We're going to talk about uh, concerts, going to concerts, kind of thing. Oh, right now. I also have a non-spoiler movie review sh- site show blog called I Saw That Movie. Well said. <laughs> Well said. Because well you know, I, I know what I'm doing in the website, right? Yeah. Obviously, you don't know how, you don't know how to speak to, into a mic, but right, that's yes. it's, it's good times. Yes. All right, go ahead. And uh, oh, and also I have a new I have a comic strip. If you guys didn't know me, I have a comic strip now. It's pretty much who what wears why the comic. You can find it on the uh, Coco Mix Mix page over at whowhatwhereswhy.com. Check it out. You should do a, a comic strip about this review of Rough Night. It'd be just like me going. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll, write, I'll write it down. I'll write it. Oh, I will have a. And this is John. Man. You can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L I O U. 
You can send comments to whowhatwearswhyjima.com via our Facebook page or to the website. If you want to show your support, the easiest thing to do is to share this show with others. You can also rate and review us on iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, which does actually help a lot. If you want to further show your support, visit our merchandise store on Zazzle. You may also want to consider making a pledge on our Patreon page, which will also get you our exclusive Patreon podcast called Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils. Music has been provided by DYAxis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All of the links and information can be found at whowhatworthwhy.com as well as the show notes. All right, so let's talk about uh, The Book of Henry. Okay, this, this movie is generally getting crashed by the critics. Uh, and I think part of it is because they were saying how it was tone deaf. But calling back a movie that we did, an anime movie that we did, which has a very distinct first half and a very distinct second half, it's the same thing. It just has two different halves in the movie. So I, I wouldn't blame this movie for, for being like a lighthearted family drama and then a serious like crime thriller at the very end. You know, I, I'm not going to fault it for that. I'm just not. Yeah, I would say uh, the movie you cited earlier, Your Name, kind of deserves that transi- transition. It's done well. It's do- done artfully. And this is, is, is not done. Not so much. It's the execution is the problem. It, it's just not. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. He, it just doesn't work. And I call, I'm going to call this part of the podcast. The reason why, uh, uh, no, wait, I'm going to call this podcast, uh, Star Wars 9 is in trouble. That's what I'm going to call this one. <laughs> and Because that's the only reason why I went to watch this movie. Because yeah. I was not the biggest fan of uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Safety Not Guaranteed. Or Jurassic World. Jurassic World is a big thumbs down for me. So, so obviously, I wanted to see this one. Because this is a low, another low, independent, small movie. He, he should have complete control over this, uh, this film. I want to see it. I want to see what because he's directing episode nine, and that's like the most important part of this this trilogy. And boy, no, 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 no. Well, no. to be Thumbs fair, up. he did not write this movie. Uh, Greg Hurwitz, I believe, wrote mm-hmm. this movie, which I believe he's a comic book writer actually. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe the script has been out for a decade. Yeah, my biggest problem with this with Trevor, let's say, just stick with Trevor a little bit. It's like he's such a boring director. Everything is just a stabbing shot, left, right, left, right. There's nothing interesting about his directing style. It's just flat. It just stays there. It just It's so boring. I'll it's, give you that. I'll give you that. It's, it's a pretty much a contemporary um, style of directing. Where it's, it's pretty much, you, you, you know, you expect what you expect. It's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. There's another C word that I want to use, but I can't remember what it is. But um, uh, Boring, plain. No, it's not at all. But I, I, the very first half with the family drama part, I yeah, actually really like that. Mm-hmm. And and uh, some people say this movie is manipulative for killing the lead boy, but I thought it was effective because I actually grew attached to the characters. Yeah. You know, so so that made sense to me. I like I like the whole dynamic period between him being like this really smart kid, his mom is kind of like a goof, mm-hmm. and then his brother is just adorable. And which kind of goes to show. Uh, I got to give credit to Jacob Tremblay. He showed his acting chops in the room. The Room. He's, you know, I mean, Room. There's two different movies. Room, not The Room. But he showed his acting chops in that one, and he's still good in this one. Um, the lead guy who played the smart kid. Do you remember, do you remember his name? Real uh, I have no idea what his name is. It I, is. I don't think I've seen him before. It's uh, Jaden Lieberman, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the kid from uh, oh, Lieberher. He's, he's the kid from Midnight, uh, Midnight Special. Have you seen oh, Midnight okay. Special? No, I heard that's good. Okay, well, he's a kid from that one. And he was, and basically, these are two child actors who you definitely want to keep an eye on because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're going places. And of course, there's Naomi Watts, yeah. who's really good. Who's, she's good in everything, but she always gets small movies. I don't know why she doesn't have any big movies, I think really. She, I think part of it's deliberate, right? So if she wanted to work in a big budget movie, I'm sure she could get... Or she has a horrible agent. Well, maybe. Maybe but, she's being not interested. I don't know. Maybe she really likes... Challenging work. I, I yeah. would call this movie kind of challenging because that, that whole tonal shift 
not very many people can can deal with that, and clearly not many people can because the critics are trashing it for that reason. Yeah, clearly uh, the director can't. There's nothing really new. I thought it was fine. It's yeah. That's, that's I it. thought the transition was completely fine. I didn't think so. I think as I, soon as the kid died, it went to that new movie. I don't think it's. I don't think he has any kind of subtlety. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he has any nuance. It's just not a good movie. That whole shift, the whole thing, it's too much. It's too much heavy work for uh, for the for his, him to do. And so, but I don't put think it this it way: if the first half was a TV mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. and then the second half was a second episode, mm-hmm. you know, you could have the tonal shift, mm-hmm. and that's how I. Like I said, it. I have no problem with the tonal shifts. Though. I have no idea with bending genres and stuff like that. I have no idea, no problems with that. But like I said, the execution of it's very, very bad. It's nah, I very, disagree. Very poorly thought out. So I disagree. the whole point. Of this, this super intelligent. They establish the fact that the kid's like super intelligent, super smart. So the only thing he could come up with is, is is murder. He wants his mom to commit murder for him for this for this girl and stuff like Correct. that. It's asking. It's just dumb. It makes the the kid actually look dumb. And so basically, you're missing the point of the of the ending. What was the point then? The point of the ending was that for the for the first half of the movie, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, why do you need an adult man? You have you have yeah. you have the kid. He's really smart. He's as he's as he's as adult as can yeah, be. Yeah, I understand. The kid, the kid, okay, on, go ahead. Go ahead. I understand this point. I understand the whole point of her not shooting him because he she realizes he is too attached to her no, son and stuff like that. No, that's not it at all either. That's it. That's the point. He's too attached to his kid. He's too reliant on his kid being the male figure and stuff like that. He has, she has to grow so it's sort of independence for no, her. No, that's not like that. it at all. And then he, the thing is that when she realized that, you know what? I can't do this. This is, this is crazy. No, this is a kid. that's not it at all. You didn't see the part where he, she burns the book, she burns the tape and all that stuff? She has to because evidence. No, that's a, that's a metaphor. It's well, a it's metaphor. a metaphor, sure, but it's a metaphor for the, his depend, her dependence on him and stuff like that. It's just too much for her. You know what I mean? No, that's, she, that's more evidence. And my problem... That's not the theme of the movie, though. Okay, what's before the theme Before we move on. Okay. The theme of the movie is that for the longest time, once again, I'm going to repeat myself, the kid is an adult. Yeah. Like everybody follows him, treats him like an adult. Mm-hmm. He, they, had, they had a really good conversation between him and the brain surgeon, and they were actually having like a medical discussion. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like... The, uh, What's his name? Lee Pace was kind of like, yeah. I'm having like a medical discussion with a kid. Yeah. And it, everything makes sense kind of mm-hmm. thing. Goes to show that, oh, he knows what he's doing. He knows everything. It, they, yeah. keep, they keep ramming on. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. How is he ever wrong? But then the mom, if, since the very beginning, kind of also says like, you're still a kid. You're still a kid. So him deciding that he has to murder this person is what a kid would think. Mm-hmm. She's suppo- she was going to play along you, with Wait, that. you think 11-year-old kids, their thought is murder to solve a think, problem? Think, think about it. His logic, really? his logic is that all the other options were not available. Oh my so, God. so he okay. has to go like, well, I want to save her. The only other option I can do is to kill the guy. That that you think a level makes that conclusion? He would do that. He would do that. He would. He's do a that. psychopath, is what you're saying. Basically. Well, look so at him. Like, he's yeah. like he's like he's like a bra- uh, a boy genius, mm-hmm. and and he has this whole logic system in his mind. He has mm-hmm. this whole like like you have to help people. He's like he's like a, a more he's like a bad man who's willing to kill. Right. That's what it is. He's like a Batman that's willing to kill. Mm-hmm. And he, saw, he found no other option to save the girl than to kill the guy. In his head, in his logic, uh-huh. that's the only solution. Uh-huh. But that's how a kid would think. Like he, he doesn't no, but the thing is you're assessing, you're taking a small one sample side and you're applying to the whole sex of a little, little boy and stuff like that. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It, no. not, the that's, movie, that's, that's how the movie is presenting it though. No. That's the reason why she said, I can't do this. I'm the adult. Mm-hmm. An adult would realize this is wrong. You may think this is right because you want to save the girl to kill the guy, mm-hmm. but as an adult, you realize this is still wrong. Right. Okay. That's the that's the message. It of the took story. her that long. It took her that many weeks. And yes, stuff like it that. is. It, it like her, you said she was it, dependent on the kid. It, it, it took her to uh, to buy the gun, to get a whole outfit, practice shooting, and then she was like, "Oh, you know what? 
Oh man, you know what? I can't shoot this guy in the face. Because he that's, convinced that's her. That's impractical. Based on the book, he convinced her that this is Based the, on the only solution. This oh is the only God. solution for her. And she was like, you know, she plays she plays Gears of War on the Xbox. She she doesn't have as much responsibility. She was also kind of like being a kid. And that's a, that's the kind of thing. That's the other problem I had with the movie. She she's such a good actor. She she comes all off as so mature and stuff like that. She wasn't really gave off a vibe of sort of like desperation or what you call what immaturity and stuff like that. Because I because the thing is they also mentioned that they're well off. They're like they have like six hundred thousand dollars, but she's willing to keep her job. She doesn't even know that though. She was not. She didn't know that. Remember, she, she was surprised she had that much money. She wasn't that. That based on that, she was surprised. Was, the movie established that she doesn't. She doesn't even take care of the financial. He he. She lets him do it. But she, and really? he keeps reminding her, "You you don't have to work. We have enough money." Right. And she never questioned like how much. She money never do we questions have. it and stuff like that. She uh, never did. Oh my god. That's what I mean. She's like a big kid. It's she doesn't not, want to take on the responsibility that she's supposed to have as an adult I, until I, the very end when she realized, no, I gotta I gotta put my foot down and I'm the adult here. I gotta tell you, this is not the, what you're supposed to do. I don't buy any of this. I bought I, it. I bought. I don't buy any of this. I don't buy the fact that he was so smart. He couldn't just simply. Oh, just so dumb. He couldn't just put a recording, record some of this evidence. His only option is going through legal means and shooting people. These are the two options that he had. This this boy genius who can figure out anything. These are the two options he had. He had this whole elaborate plan of of what he called shooting somebody, get rid of the evidence to the river, going through proper channels to the through the what he called. Through the principal, these right. are the two, two options. These are two options, right? And they said it in modern times, in an age of of what do you call it, camera phones, computers. These are the two options this guy came up with. And well, the, to be fair, this was written before the iPhone was released. Well, then do a do an older movie, do a time period movie. Come on, man. The thing is, though, Seriously. he did try. He talked to the principal. The principal mm-hmm. was stonewalled him. So yeah. that. Oh. He, he, he tried to go What for, she, what he should have done Was services. like Made her Made the girl dance A ballerina In front of the principal First And then she would be So moved Like that's gonna happen Yeah exactly And exactly. Like, the what's, fact, what's even more likely Her seeing that ballerina at the, at the beginning of the movie Or at the end of the movie For her to be so moved That she calls the police Finally what's, They had equal amount of chance Is what I'm saying the thing legal, is, though, he had, that, that, was, that wasn't part of his equation, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying the reality of this movie. I'm not talking about him, but I'm talking about the reality of this movie. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just so dumb. It's so arbitrary. That the, How she, was he going to convince the girl, Maddie Siegler, to, uh, to tell the principal, by the way, I'm getting abused? Oh, by the way, that's another thing about people. It's another one of those things where they kind of brush aside. They want to have this heavy subject, but not really kind of deal with it. It's child molestation, molestation and stuff like that. They, they don't talk they don't about show it. it. They don't talk about. It. They don't even see the word child molestation. Gets is this a PG thirteen movie? I think it is. Yeah, that's the only reason why I, I will say that that they they, have, they made no intention what? at all of then explaining why do, it is. Then it's such a serious topic. The thing is, though, we understand. We understand. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm saying you shouldn't have the subject unless you really want to deal with it and stuff like that. You shouldn't have. Uh, 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 the whole plot point of this being about child molestation—it's a huge plot point. You know, everything turns on that. It, they shouldn't have lip service to it. She, the la- the girl that's being molested, only has like three or four lines in the movie. She's not one-dimensional. She just needs to be saved. Well, this She's is a one-dimensional this, character. This is her first acting role too, she, so they probably didn't want to. The the point is, is that you know, but even you don't the, felt she was one-dimensional. You don't felt she was just like a plot point. She was she just, just needs a to plot be saved. point. She was, I, I wouldn't call her like like one of the leads. She's literally like literally a supporting cast member. Yeah, but she was I'm, just supposed to look l- sad. I'm not describing her job. I'm talking about her function and stuff like that. I feel like it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, t- it's not tasteful. It's just, it leaves. It's it, not about her though. 
I mean, yeah, you could you could say that that this is a strong subject matter. It should be in her per- point of view, her, her perspective. Mm-hmm. This is the Game of Thrones argument. Mm-hmm. No spoilers, but um, but yeah, it's a, so I can understand that point of view. But based on what the movie does, it's about but, the boy at first, mm-hmm. and then at the end, it's about the girl. They even they even had the girl, the mom. They even have her draw that 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 children's story that even like points out the exposition of the moral of the story. This is her story now, mm-hmm. not his story. Yeah, but again. I would not even broach this up. Why even approach this up? Why even use that as a plot point if you're not really going to kind of deal with it? If not, ch- change a different subject. But they kind of dealt with it. <laughs> really? They kind of dealt with the, compl- the complication of somebody getting uh, getting molested. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, people can't do anything to help them. Oh, really? Oh, and like, in, so it's such a realistic portrayal of like molestation and all that and the consequences of it. Well, do, in real life, do, they, do the perpetrator get shot in the shoots himself? Well, I, I don't what? know. Maybe that's that happened. Well, Maybe that's happened. Maybe that's happened. Oh, that's really convenient. The oh, po- the point is that everything convenient. The the, the guy in the guy, he's the he's the police chief or whatever mm-hmm. or whatever he is. Uh, the father is, and then and then his brother is in charge of. The, yeah, well, it's how not convenient, convenient, right? Uh, so basically, based oh, on the movie, based on the movie, this is everything that's laid out to him. This is the reason why he resorted that I have to kill this guy. I understand. I've seen Hitchcock movies. I understand why the character can't turn into police and stuff like that. But it's just so coincidental. Like I said, it's so trite and so manipulative at the end where, oh, he's, he shoots himself. Oh, that's good. Oh, that tied up that whole thing. Oh, that's not messy anymore. We're not no, 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 that is and convenient also, too. You know, yeah. And also, oh, you know what? Uh, she, she adopts her now. Oh, oh that's so good. Oh, every, yeah. happy ending. Everybody has, gets happy It has a typical Hollywood ending. But yes. everything, everything else before that was not typical at all. Oh my god! It wasn't. Oh my! It's just, it's not a good movie, man. It's a good it's movie. Just, it's not a good movie. It's a good movie. There's a, there's a scene where what do you call it? At the end, at the talent show, uh, what do you call it? He he wants to bring his brother back and stuff like that, which which is nice, which is really good. But then, so the snow comes out, right? The snow fills up the auditorium. Right. The thing is, everybody's all happy. Everybody cheers. But the thing is. The audience, the people that watch the movie, knows what that that's in reference to. You know what I mean? They but don't the, know. The audience members don't know the reference. That's what I'm saying. It's not for them. It's for him. It's for Exa- him and the mom. Exactly. But the thing is, the, why does the audience have that reaction? It's manipulative. No, because it's magic. Like, it's oh, manipul- look at him. He, he oh, had snow. People thing. will be like, oh, why the fuck is there snow coming? No, it's it like should be like, place. oh, how cool. The kid, the kid was able to put snow in the auditorium. Oh, my God. It's like, why is this? It's a kid's show? talent show. If, if, you, not- if you went to a talent show and a kid did that, you'd be like, oh, this is great. What? That's not magic. He's just shooting like snow. Oh, my gosh. It's a kid doing magic. Oh You're not going to give it credit. I don't think. It's just such. It's just, there's a lot of bad ideas in, in this movie. It's just very bad ideas. They I could, don't do that. They took. Like I said, the whole thing, it's just bad. It's manipulative. It's, what, it's not good. There's, I mean, somehow she, she, they end up with the most handsome, the most good-looking doctor that no, makes that, that's, that's, that's stupid. I, did, I didn't like that subplot. Oh, I, thought, the, I thought that was that's typical. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like that. yeah, the whole Lee Pace thing, I thought that was kind of typical. They oh. should have they shouldn't have tried to make him into like some did kind you know of love interest. Did Lee Pace like, is like seven, six, eight and stuff? He's a tall mother effer, man. Oh, yeah. He's, he's tall he's guy. A tall he's dude, a tall man. guy, yeah. Oh, it's just it's just like oh man. I do give it credit for a for effort because like I said, I have no problem with the idea of uh, mixing up genres, making something go darker and stuff like that. But I just I just think they I think they should took a minute, took a moment, and just stop and say what what are we doing with this with this uh, with this third act and stuff like that. You know what I mean? With this third act, it's half not, the movie. No, it's not the third act. But I'm sorry, the whole the whole plot of this thing, the whole motivation, and the whole thing twisting on 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 this on this girl who's being molested and stuff like that. It's just really ill conceived. It's yucky and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's a serious subject. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Uh, one dimensional like this. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be like a damsel in distress and stuff like that. It's, it's a serious subject. It's poorly conceived. It's a. It's a bad idea. 
bad idea. I don't know. I, 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 th- I thought from the boy's perspective, from the mod's perspective, this is the best they can do, short of making the movie about her. I think Seriously. That. Like I said, if this is the best he can do, he's not a very bright guy. He's just not a very... He's, he's, he's telling his mom to, con- to commit murder. He's... Uh, what do you call it? He's, that's basically what he's telling his that's mom to do. That's because he has a very black and white sense of, sense of, sense of right, mm-hmm. sense of heroism. But I mean, like they, they showed that with the, in, the, in the store in the grocery thing where he just wanted to like save her. And she's like, no, no, don't get involved. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that black and white. His perspective is that black and white. He's a kid. I'm a, he's a kid still. <laughs> wow, you, you, I, think you sell short, uh, I think you're selling kids very short and stuff like that. Uh, yes. I remember yeah. how I was when I was a kid. And I, you, you have to remember how you were when a kid. There, was, there were some things that, that you think that you, can, you know everything, no. that you know what's right. Yeah, but the thing is, those, those moments pass. You know what I mean? Those moments pass. Once you become an adult, which she's supposed to be. No, as an 11 year old, you kind of pass. You realize, you know what? The world's more complicated than that. You can't just arbitrarily come up with a genius plan for your mom to commit murder. That's nothing that, that, that sticks with you. That's nothing that drives you. I don't know. You there, are, there are some people who think that, that, that murder can be justified is if, if it's for a good cause. Yeah, but going, going back to our previous movie, Rough Night. Oh, you guys didn't get in trouble at all? No, no. Apparently in Florida, this is like this is what's called a good murder. No, well, that's that's, <laughs> that's satirical and stuff like that. The thing is, oh, man, this kid's really, really damaged, man. This kid can't figure out all the things, all the various things he can figure out. He can figure out stock prices. He can figure out this and that. The thing he can't prove is child molestation from a from a neighbor that's across the street. And, the, and another dumb scene is when like once he passes away, and I only watch. Is also looking through the window, seeing her like kind of in distress and her and him going upstairs and all that stuff. And then what does she do? She decides to kind of call him and say, and gives him and calls him and says, "Oh well, you know, I, I'm gonna get you and let the audience know I'm gonna get you. I'm on this now and stuff like that." But what happens the rest of that night? She still gets molested, right? So the, what, what happens? What there? else can she do? Well, well she, she stood there and watched it. She was actually being a witness to it and stuff like that. And at that and point, what do you think is going to happen? And at that point, you, we established the fact that this place could, takes place in, uh, in uh, what do you call it, contemporary time. She might have a cell phone. She might record some of this. And, you know what I mean? How about that? I don't know. They didn't really rely on cell phones a lot in this movie. They really did. That's what you're gonna go with. I, seriously, what, that's what I'm gonna go with. She call, she used an iPhone. You can tell she used an iPhone to make those phone calls and stuff like that. She had an iPad. She had a what do you call it, a MacBook and stuff like that. Really? I don't know. This how, was written. How, this was written ten years ago. Uh, that, that 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 kind of that kind of plot line where oh, just get your phone out. It isn't as common in that era of, of Hollywood writing as it is now. Yeah, but I think Nowadays, yeah, I can understand why they, they would think like, oh, give it the phone. So but my idea is like when you watch a movie, you go into it kind of a blank slate. The, I mean, do people go in and say, you know what, when was this movie written? What, what, to be fair... What, what, was this written in 19 years ago <laughs> where there's no cell phones? The reality of the movie as it unfolds tells you what's legitimate and what's not legitimate and stuff like that. So as you watch a movie, you don't go, wow... You know what? This must have been written 19 years ago. This, this. I'm gonna excuse the cell phone camera thing. Like I said, that scene where she sees him across the street going upstairs and her in distress with the windows open and stuff like that. At that point, why don't you take out a cell phone, take a, take a couple of pictures and stuff like that? You know what I mean? How about that? <laughs> that's eyewitness test. That's eyewitness. That's also uh, what do you call uh, what do you call evidence on your cell phone. How about that? In a court of law, that evidence could be thrown out. <laughs> really? That's what you could go with? Um, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, that's what you're going to go that, with. That's what the kid decided. Decide, decided that he can't rely on the law to protect the girl. So he had, oh, to, he had to go out on his own. He's a psychopath. Oh, well, that's, what, that's, that's where it's going. He found no other options. Seriously. Mm-hmm. As an adult, we can think of all these other options. As a kid, you're kind of limited to what you know. Oh, wow. We and I had very different childhoods. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <You> had, what? <laughs> thumbs, thumbs down for me, man. 
I'm, I thought it was a good movie. I'm worried about uh, Star Wars now. No, no. More importantly, I'm worried about Star Wars. And also, this goes back to another, uh, another one of my earlier points. Just because this thing was made for like five, ten million independent movie doesn't make it good, man. It's, it's I had nothing to do with that. I'm just no. I'm saying about a larger point. My larger point for this is like, oh, you mean like just because it's an it's a an low budget movie, yeah, it should get some slag like, for blah, a blah, blah, good blah, movie. Blah. Should have a good plot that kind of makes sense. Motivations has to kind of make sense. This just doesn't. This is not quite there. I give it A for effort. I do give it an effort for like uh, being uh, what do you call it? being unusual, being uh, telling a, a different kind of story. I do give it points for the acting. I have no problem with the acting. I do give it points for it. I like like I said, I have no problem if. Sh- tonal shifts and stuff like that. Well, I have that's no the thing. That. Colin Trevorrow said he's only interested in projects that are different. Mm-hmm. Safety so not guaranteed. Well, Jurassic World is kind of like questionable. Like, that, how much different is that really? But uh, Safety Not Guaranteed is definitely like an unconventional movie. Mm-hmm. So, so he, and and basically, I guess his indie work stuff, he likes it to be somewhat original. Yeah. That's my biggest problem with Trevorrow is like he talks a very good game, but his actual execution, when you actually look at his movie, it's just, just very bland. It just it just, just sits there. All his shots are just basically a stabbing shot, and then a shot to you know one cuts one one character to another character left right, and it's like it's so bland and so boring. You know, what I mean, it's just it's just it's just dull and just sits there and stuff like that. And none of his camera work is really interesting. None of the edits are really interesting. You know what I mean? There's nothing there. There's no there's no. I don't get a sense of um, of of I don't get a sense of of the director. You know, what I mean? there's no style. There's no flourish to it. Oh, fair know? enough. It's no style. I think I think it, he relies a lot on the writing. The writing and the script is pretty much what he relies on to tell his story. But like you said, the actual filmmaking work itself is average. Yeah, it's like a little... And the thing is, I had the same issues with uh, Jurassic World, too. Like I said, it's very not, not very well shot. You know what I mean? It's not very boring. It's just standard. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that point, uh, we disagree on this movie. <laughs> well, this one, uh, let us know in the comments. I'm sure. If you've seen let, the movie, let us, let us know who's it, right or wrong. It, it, it's not exactly a wide. It's a wide release, but it's not a super wide release. So chances are, if you listen to this, you probably haven't seen the movie. Maybe yeah. it's wider than I thought it would be. Actually, it, 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 I found it pretty easily at Harkins and uh, AMC. Right, but it's only like one theater in a limited amount of times. So. Yeah, and the thing is, maybe it's because we're in LA. But my the people, um, the theater I watched, there's actually quite a bit of people. I I would say it was eighty percent full actually. Well, Maddie Ziegler has a huge following, so that might help too. Who? Maddie Ziegler, the girl. Who? She's from. She's a dancer. You know. You know. You know that Sia video, the uh, chandelier, the little girl that was like dancing like crazy. Is is that the one with Shia LaBeouf? Yes, that's her. That's her. Oh, okay. That's her. She's also most famous. I I mean, I'm calling out those music videos because I actually saw them. Mm -hmm. But the show that I haven't seen, which she's mostly famous for, is the uh, the dance mom thing. I'm not sure what that is. The dance mom is a show in the one cable channel about like. (laughs) Dance competitions and their well moms. said, well put. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I don't know. I, I don't but either way, yeah, she has out of all the char- out of all the actors in the movie, she probably has the most following. Quite honestly, even though Dean Norris is a well-established actor, even though Naomi Watts is a well-established actor in terms of fanfare, mm-hmm. Maddie Ziegler probably has the what most was fans. The, the, the chick from Hong Kong, um, Hong Kong uh, King Kong, man. Yeah. What about the the guy from? I'm saying like out push, of all of the these, out of all the primary daisies. cast members, Maddie Ziegler probably has the most fans. The guy, the guy was in Guardian of the Galaxy. Oh, by the way, one more po- uh, one more plus for the movie. Uh, Michael Chikino, Chicano, Chikino. Michael Chikino does a great job in this in this uh, in this in this in, in this for the soundtrack. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I liked it. I like his music and stuff. Really All right, good. let's end on a positive note. This has been another episode of Spotters Please, which is part of the Who What Wears Why Network.